0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show, because yes, it is Friday. We're running a bit late because we've been having a bit of a chat before we went on air. But anyway, I am Stanford Chidge, obviously, I am Stanford Chidge, of course, and uh, I'm joined and aided and abetted by my consort, His
1: Royal Highness Jonathan Kidd. sound like a a criminal, aged and abetted, as if we're going to do some... some, uh, I often feel like we're about to get... Yeah, I do.
0: (laughs) I do often feel like we're about to engage in some criminal activity on a Friday night. We've got that naughty grin on
1: our face. As always, <laughs> Gitch, as always but, uh, uh, but lovely. Adam's got the, 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 the grid as well. <laughs> it's <obviously laughs> lovely to, to go with Adam. Adam, who is so informed. It's fantastic. I love
0: it. Yeah, so. we've got the lovely, uh, well, I, you know, uh, one of our new friends this season. I'm so delighted to have Adam on. I'm, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. But Adam, of course, uh, writes for Football.London. But when I when I and, and I, of course, I, my articles, I, I, I'm the you know, he's the one I send them to, uh, you know, and he publishes them for me. Which is very kind of him. And I remember when I when I kind of first had a chat with Adam when he joined Football London, he told me that oh yeah yeah I know about the fancast I listened to the fancast Chidge. I was just <laughs> so chuffed by that I don't know why it's just I was really chuffed that you actually listened to our it our, authenticates
1: our, us, Chidge. we well, don't think that it's just got about four people listening in a hut
0: yeah yeah so that's that's Adam and my mum that listen to the show there. it's <laughs> great Adam welcome as always how are you
2: I'm good thank you gents how are you both
0: yeah all right all right not too bad it's been a really quiet dull week on the chelsea front as ever hasn't it as always um, yeah we uh we would normally be joined by uh, another person of course uh, we were due to have the lovely alex churchill uh with us this evening but um as you probably know alex is a is a very very esteemed historian in her day job and uh Prince Philip uh, died today. Very sad news, of course. Rest in peace, uh, Your Highness. Uh, uh, and of course, Alex, being a historian, is, is is being interviewed by all sorts of people about it. So we're, we're down. We're a man down. You, uh, or, or an Alex down, probably a better way she of putting it. She
1: has been writing an article about his involvement in the uh, in the Second World War. I think he yeah. was really rather um, apposite that yeah. she, should, she should be called in for this. She's she- a big... She's a fantastic historian. She's
0: she's very, very good. Um, And in fact, actually, you know, she's not here. I'll, I'll do it for you and plug her amazing History Hack podcast. If you like history at all, or actually, even if you don't like history, just listen to the Hornblower, Band of Brothers and Sharp episodes, where she's got the cast and crew of all of them on there. I've been listening to them religiously all week. They are absolutely brilliant. Anyway, History Hack, it's on Podbean and Spotify. So there you go. Right, we'll get on with the show because, uh, I mean, we're going to have a bit of a longer uh, a longer part than we normally do in part one because I felt that we really need to give uh, Chelsea's win against Porto uh, justice, do it some justice, really. Um, I think it's probably best to really start with uh, the fact that it, it is a great result adam um i another shit house win i i mean i'm just loving it. it's so redolent of 2012 and i i think so many people this week have drawn comparisons with it losing to west brom new manager uh, playing a, a a portuguese side in the quarter final being rubbish you know all these things it's like it could be it could it, it just might be A repeat of 2012, we're all hoping so. I mean, it was a good result, wasn't it, Adam? But, I mean, it wasn't a great performance. But, you know, these kind of matches never are, really, are they? They're they're ones to win and get through, aren't they?
2: Yeah, really. And I don't think many Chelsea performances under Thomas Tuchel would be described as brilliant performances. They've been effective. Um, They've been very uh, difficult to break down. Although I did actually think Chelsea's defence probably wasn't as good as it has been, really, in a lot of the games under Tuchel. Um, Chelsea conceded quite a few chances. Um which but Mendy, they didn't I'll concede
0: think, any well. goals.
2: No, they didn't, and you know, that's the thirteenth is it thirteenth clean sheet, I think now I think 16. Mendy's
0: also got the record, yeah. he's actually beaten Pedacek's record in terms of Champions League clean sheets, I believe, as well, which is something else. Yeah. But Adam, I mean I know what you're saying, but you know good sides will create chances against you. It's the goalkeeper and the defence's job to yeah. keep them out. And I thought it was a rugged. I thought they were rugged in defence. They did they did whatever they had to do to keep Porto out. So I I thought it was actually a good defensive performance. I beg to I beg to disagree.
2: Yeah, I mean <laughs> I I think there have been a, quite a few games under under Tuchel where literally the opponent hasn't had a sniff for ninety minutes, and in those games, yeah, I've thought yeah Chelsea completely have kept that shut. Um, yeah, I mean Mendy was needed a, a, a few times and. I think it's just a sign of maybe how dependable he is that it's kind of, he makes the saves that you would expect him to make, which isn't necessarily what Kepa was doing. Um, you know, we we probably have all had our thoughts on Kepa, but I think just the dependability of Mendy has just really been highlighted and, and was again on, on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I just think, yeah, it, it was a very, I guess, professional, if you want to call it performance from Chelsea, they did what they had to do. Um, there were a few standout players. Mason Mount, I thought, was very good, and obviously took his goal brilliantly. Reece James was very good, right. um, you know. And you know, I'm just going to point out the fact they're both academy lads. Um, and yeah, Chelsea are doing what they have to do. And as as far as similar to 2012, yeah, I can kind of see it. There are very uh, strange similarities and quirks. And you know, Ben Chilwell rounding the goalkeeper and touching it, touching it home, was very reminiscent of Fernando Torres doing it at the new Camp. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Who knows? It looks like Chelsea have probably got one foot in the semifinals um, and probably so do Real Madrid. So um, it will be an interesting week next I, week I week. mean,
0: the, yeah, exactly. I mean, the reality about that, sorry to cut you off, Adam. I mean, the reality about that is that is that you're right. I mean, with a 2-0 away lead, Chelsea have never lost a tie in the Champions League ever when they've been in that position. So, you know, the statistical minded of us will say, yeah, we're pretty much home and hosed. Um, JK, how long have we been watching Chelsea? <laughs> hello,
1: hello. Um, um, yes, uh, it, 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 it's got three two written all over it. I
0: mean, it? you know, I'm I'm already shitting a brick for next <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, you know, because that's that's how we roll, well, isn't it?
1: Let's not look at the portents, though. Let's not. We're standing like Spurs. Every you know, if there's a one in the year, we'll win. Let's well, it, not...
0: you know, no, if there's a two and a zero and a one and a two in the year. <laughs>
1: Which there are, yeah. Can we not do that? Can we just... Not quite there, uh, is it? 2012? Can we not? You know, I found those pictures of Chilwell dressed as Torres in the same outfit, just just, just desperately worrying. Uh, You know, you just don't want to have anything to do with Torres. Can we please just park... Oh, come on, mate. You've got to love that girl. Uh, Well... If he hadn't scored it, we'd have gone completely berserk. I know. I mean, I, mean, I got covered in beer, about thanks to that. 50 yards on his own, didn't he? And the bloke almost caught up with him. So let's All not go All seriousness.
0: And I mean, I know we're going to... We'll do this to death on Monday's show when we'll preview it properly. But it is only half-time. And yeah. they had their two best goal scorers out. And it, and we're not at home.
1: It's in the same bloody stadium. So I, I, they've, I, I, they're I, still not dead yet, are they? got annoyed by the fact that he then wins the manager. saying they weren't... Uh, that it was because Chelsea were one of the elite clubs that they were given all the adva- refereeing advantages when, you know, the number of times they fell over and writhed over nothing. It's that it's that dreadful kind of, when in doubt, uh, find a foul at any contact. And then I'm getting so fed up with a, a, a foot being raised at knee level and the player falling to the floor, clutching his face. And you want you just want a card given to them for simulation. What are the refs doing? They're cheating.
0: They seem did, did you think? Did you think it was a penalty cheating? on on Moraga? By the way, Got When the push. Aspie pushed him. Yeah. Well,
1: Aspie tends to do that with everybody. It's but do you worrying. think it was a pen? Um, Adams nodding. Yeah, Adams nodding. I, th- I think the referee was so. I think this is an example of players falling over. I think the referee had decided that they was they were going for it by falling a mm. lot, and they can actually that can then get in the way mm. of the referee making yep. a proper decision. However, I'm 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 bemused that. Um, uh, VAR didn't come in uh, because uh, I, I think they probably would have given it, wouldn't they? If it, yeah, uh, I,
2: I always think with anything like that, if you just flip it, if that had
1: happened in the other box, yeah, yeah, every we would have all been screwing penalty. So,
2: but he, yeah, but he had I a mean, tendency
1: that guy to fall over at any at anything. The uh, the big centre forward, um, and interestingly, uh, did you read about the, um, uh, the our reserve, our our on loan centre half then gave um, went up and introduced himself to. Uh, to Tuchel after the game just which yes, I thought was really did. right I want a networking aspect of my work when when you
0: sell <laughs> to Mori I am available yeah I'm available absolutely I, I mean I the, the interesting but, the interesting thing is is that I mean actually it, one has to say fair play to the referee because none of our lot got booked and he booked two of theirs you there know there wasn't
1: much there wasn't much fouling going on there was not, the, not the, by the, us no that's what I meant but but well, there was actually I thought that he booked um, Asby at some stage because he there were about four fouls that he'd done, mm. and also Kovacic. Um, uh, I did a couple of nigglies, mm. but um, no, he was uh, he he, he, he sussed be, him out, didn't he? Yeah, he, uh, which is so rare, yeah, that really is rare. So, I, I, I took my hat off to him for for that. I thought well actually that's you've you've assessed what's going on. You almost feel that he's played football this referee. Blimey, he's actually noticed what what happens in games like this. One side one side uh, you know attempts to to win the favor of the referee by falling over. I
0: mean the the, the, the thing is, I mean, you know, and this is I I would love to know who the referee you, you don't have to know who the ref is for next Tuesday, do you, Adam?
2: No, not off the no. Top of my
0: head. Yeah. But I I mean, let's hope we've got a decent referee because yeah. Porto will be going I mean, the I mean, as I said, I don't I don't want to get into previewing it now. But if we score first early, then it's tie over. But Absolutely. if they score, they're going to be rolling around looking for penalties, trying to get people sent off. I mean, Portuguese sides are particularly onerous at this, I think. But there we go. Let's talk about happy things, shall we? Uh, about the match, uh, Adam, and of course, the happiest thing of all uh, was Mason Mount's utterly, utterly, utterly brilliant move, if that goal had been scored by Dennis Bergkamp or somebody, you know, I mean, I think it was it was that good. That turn, I mean, the shot was good. Um, it was Savage, the idiot, was saying the keeper should have saved it, but actually it was past him before he really dived. But it was the turn that made that goal. I mean, it's only his first Champions League goal, but it's a big game and he's, he's becoming a really big player for us. I mean, it's, I, as you can tell, I'm just so delighted to see Mason Mount score a goal like that in a match when it really, really counts. Brilliant, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's so good on that half turn. Um, he's probably one of the only Chelsea players you can really fire a ball into like that. And he'll take it uh he'll take a he'll take a touch and turn at the same time. I think there's a lot of Chelsea players who would do that. Um and yeah, the finish was an excellent finish as well. He is just uh he is becoming the key man of this Chelsea team. He always delivers. He will play every game. He essentially and not, you know, the parallels are probably there, but he is very much like Frank Lampard um jose mourinho once called frank lampard a player for every game and it's the same for mason mount you would play him any opposition any weather any style whatever you want you're going to get a great performance from mason mount um and the kid's only 22 yeah minimum
0: eight out of 10 every game really isn't he
1: exactly and he's only going to get better industry skill wonderful engine he's Mm. got uh, it's got it all got it all got it all there you know it's 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 the accuracy of Dennis Wise. That's the one thing I may say about the, the the performance. Is I find the the passing unbelievably crisp in a way that you watch other teams. I watched Bayern play PSG. Lots of passes going astray. Lots so, of it's very quickly done. But but he seems to have got them. Uh, just just passing the ball really quickly to each other in a way that Frank always wanted it to happen. He wanted to get the pace coming, but it seemed to slow down a lot. Therefore, it was easier for the opposition to press. But they're terribly good at just flicking the ball about all over the place from positions where you think, well, they're going to give the ball away. Oh, they haven't. So uh, I it, I find that aspect of it very very impressive and mount is up there with with all of them as his ability just to to see a pass play a passing go for the return and move his movement is absolutely mm. fantastic
0: i thought the other interesting thing adam was um i mean it was it was curious wasn't it because havertz and and Werner were were fairly anonymous throughout uh well, when one considers that Porto, like Atletico actually at times, were defending quite a lot with six, they were getting a very organised, very nuggety side, gave them no room, no space. Uh, it was always going to be difficult for them, and I and I, and I I feel for them in that respect. But on the other hand, I don't think much, you know, an offset thing on this show, I don't think an awful lot of the service that they received either. You know, and Tuchel made a point of that afterwards, didn't he? He said something like, you know, um, the seven players behind them, didn't really do much to get the ball to them it's a kind of an ongoing problem I'm just wondering if, if if an alternative up front would have made a difference such as a Giroud or dare I say it Tammy Abraham
2: yeah I mean it's kind of a it's a chicken and the egg sort of situation isn't it when you when Tucker was talking yes Timo Werner and Kai Havertz didn't have their best games against Porto but is that because they didn't get any service um I'm probably inclined to lean more to the to the former there I thought Well, Timo Werner left the pitch having touched the ball only 14 times in 65 minutes. Um, Christian Pulisic who came on in his place, got 17 touches at least, and then 25. Um, And, you know, there's a bit of a almost cultural going on on social media at the moment about Timo Werner and Kai Havertz and Tammy Abraham. And I think you can like all of these guys. Like you can like Timo Werner, you can like Kai Havertz and you can like Tammy Abraham simultaneously. You don't have to be in one camp or the other. But the reality is, you know, Timo Werner has scored one goal since Thomas Tuchel came in. He's scored only two goals in the past five months. And yes, he runs around a lot and he does does do a lot off the ball for this Chelsea team. And he does make a lot of runs that he doesn't necessarily get the ball at the end of as well but the simple you know the fact is that Chelsea haven't yet scored more than two goals in a game under Thomas Tuchel and Tammy Abraham is is Chelsea's top goal scorer so you know journalists not and, not
0: under and, tuchel apparently not under tuchel
2: although he has got as many as tell, tell us right?
0: what Tuchel said in the, in the in the are you allowed to say anything yet or is it still embargoed uh,
2: it is embargoed for 10:30 okay. unfortunately uh, but it will be int- I think we can grasp that he's he's not enamored No exactly I think it's fair to say at this point um Yes, but Timo Werner and Tommy, uh, Tammy Abraham have got the same amount of goals uh, under Thomas Tuchel, so there is that. Um, and yeah, I think at this point, you know, Timo Werner has been given lots and lots of chances. Uh, he's been given probably more minutes than, than nearly every other player under Tuchel, so it's probably reasonable to say how much longer can he continue being trusted in the first team or, or a guaranteed starter, at least, when you've got Pulisic coming back into form, you've got hudson Adore, you've got Ziesch with potential
1: moving Mount over to the left. You know, there are other options. Um, Chad, on, um, uh, who we admire, the great statistician, said that, in fact, looking at the stats, he's, he's just a swap for Willian. <laughs> and That's if, damning. I, he's, yes, very damning. But he, he saw it as a positive. Let's see what he's
0: like on corners and that'll, that'll yeah, seal yeah, it. it.
1: Seal <laughs> <That'd laughs> it, wouldn't it? That he has the same touches and the same kind of pass ratio. And, up and I just wrote back, yeah. But he wasn't bought to be William. We could have kept William if we wanted Willian. It was he's, he was. I think William
0: to, runs faster, maybe. Biden. Yeah, I
1: think. He, no, I'm not sure he does. Actually, no, I'm but joking. He, no, he was. Um, he he was bought to score, and uh, and I have to I just have to say I think Pulisic when he's coming in is looking really really excellent. It was a shame he didn't score with that wonderful first time shot. He's beginning to look. As he was last season, he's getting little bits of it. It's just whether, as we've discussed mentally, he can actually deal with um, uh, worrying about his body. But he clearly puts himself through it, as Tuchel said in the first part of the press conference. He's he's it's it's being in he's so in tune with the speed that he creates that it's really it's he's a up-putting. super
0: super player. I mean, we yeah, we said it that we went to he town on it on Monday, didn't yeah, we? we? I've did. got a lot yeah. of love for Pulisic. but yeah. I worry I worry to death that he's just not physically. Capable, you know i, I you can't rely, if if you think somebody's going to break down all the time you can't rely on them and it, that really worries me i mean maybe this season's just a, a, a been a blip for him physically and i and maybe you are right jk maybe a bit of it's mental but he's he's he, such a talent
1: perhaps, perhaps you just bring him in as he was before impact as an impact sub yeah maybe yeah, yeah, i think it's a shame but that, I, I, that's he it. It can give you 20 minutes really top notch stuff yeah. well perhaps that's something to have but i mean but they have to do something about have some Havertz and Werner. he's got to do something because it's becoming absurd it's absurd they're, you know that I, I well, he said i think on the presser as well that um they, they made it very difficult for them, which is fair enough no, i
0: I'd agree with that
1: they did they that's do. a
0: fair point that is a fair point Port, yeah. Porto are i mean it'd be interesting to hear what adams says about this actually because I kind of trust his his judgment on 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 football whereas everything I say is, tends <laughs> to be made up as we all know but I mean, Atletico Madrid, I think, are, are the are the chief shit houses in world football at the well, European football at the moment. But I have to say, Adam, I don't think Porto are far behind. They shit house their way past Juventus, didn't they? And as as Tuchel said in the presser today, very few, very few teams get anything out of Porto. So mm. for us to go effectively over there and win two 0 stop them from scoring, and score two goals. You know, notwithstanding the fact that that Timo and Havertz didn't get much out of the game, speaks volumes. I think.
2: Yeah, I thought Chelsea were very good, and as you say, Porto knocked out Juventus, so they're no, yeah. they're no slouch. Um, it's uh, yeah, I I quite like a team that's a good shit house team. I'm not going to lie. Um, Me too. That yeah, and and any team with Pepe is going to be have a bit of an edge to them as well. Um, but no, Chelsea were were really good. Um. In the sense of yeah they got the result they needed i do think the second leg will be very interesting because porto are gonna to have to come out and try and score early on and if chelsea get the goal uh, which they could very well do on a the counter then it's probably game over um but yeah you know you know I don't think that it's over entirely I completely understand both of your trepidation
1: um, well, they've got their two players back, haven't they? Their two. Yeah, they've players. got their, their, I, their. I think you'll play Conte from the beginning. Actually, that's my view because Conte clearly influences games enormously. Yeah,
0: I think we looked. He's... Sorry, chaps, we looked a lot better with three in midfield. I thought because they tend to play five in midfield. Uh, Porto, I think they play four-five-one. So, you know, it, it, it's easy to overrun us in midfield. I think, and we just looked a lot more solid. I thought with Conte uh, on, as well as Jorginho and Kovacic, Jonathan.
1: I say that, uh, Jorginho having been, um, how can we put it, um, shit on some... <laughs> it's not you called him a Gareth Hunt, mate. I did, I did. I was, I was, um, you
0: people were shocked actually by your profanity, they
1: were, they were shocked, they were shocked. I'm shocked
0: I, by your profundity normally, I, I, but
1: oh, thank you. I didn't rant with it, I just said he's a bit of he played as if he was, he was, you know, and just then <laughs> gave you the word, but um, which I think always is the case if it's if it's not said with much anger, it actually has a a slightly bigger effect. Your anger was, was
0: cold mate. It That's was even hard. worse.
1: That's even worse. But he he was absolutely dreadful whereas I thought he was excellent. Yeah. I really thought he was excellent again. His yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit of the pass he gave to Mount his his overall um just
0: It's I'm a great pass.
1: It, yeah, but it also his 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 uh, positioning, his, uh, his 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 little flicks through, his dealing with attacks was um was exemplary so you know you can go from uh, um you know jekyll and hyde performance you can go from jekyll to hyde in seconds in, in a week Well, so let's see let's see if he, well, he may not play on saturday but let's see what happens again well, i thought
0: i thought he was all right i, I, I don't i wasn't i he wasn't he wasn't a disaster by any means i thought he was all right i mean i don't I think i don't was, think he was right. I, I don't think he was man of the
1: match though adam, no, i no, no, was talking still... to adam hang on a sec hang on no but i'm, I'm disagreeing with you, you yeah disagree- but you can disagree with me.
0: with me after i've spoken to adam
1: no, but I won't because we'll forget. We'll be on to something. <laughs> well, again. I can't help
0: it if you've got the memory of a
1: goldfish, mate. No, it's not a question of having the memory of a goldfish. he will have said something more interesting. We'll go off on that. Well, then you yeah. will because you not only do you not no, have the me- not only do you have the memory of a
0: goldfish, you have the attention span of a gnat.
2: <laughs> georginia was, uh, was given man of the match award by uefa
0: well yes you know because we're all in the same whatsapp yeah, group yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah yeah but liam said they tend to give the man of the match award and uefa tend to give the man of the match award to the person that's most likely to give them an interview adam oh
2: well, yeah and he did afterwards as well, well there we go to, he spoke to sky Italia and said that he would be open to going back to napoli at some point which oh, probably wasn't yeah. the best i'll the drive best him time. i'll drive him um no, I didn't. I, I personally didn't think Jorginho was man of the match. I thought the first 30 minutes, actually, before the goal, I thought Chelsea were probably quite poor um, in terms of.
0: We were hanging on, Adam.
2: Yeah, Porto were being able to get through quite easily and through the midfield. And it was very much like, oh, God. I actually I tweeted, I think, quite early on, I was like, I'd get Kante warming up at this point. Um, and yeah, I imagine he'll start the second leg uh, if he's fit. And two, you know, one and of Kante means two midfielders in itself. So. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's a shoe in to start if he's fit. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't think Jorginho's was man of the match. Um, I yeah, was. Yeah, forever, probably... I never said that. I just... <laughs> no, no, UEFA did. UEFA did. No, I know, I know. Thank you. Um, it was probably a toss up between Mason, uh, or Reese James. Probably for me, Reece James was
1: fabulous. Mm.
2: Reese James is is uh, he's just he's he's just so composed now at the top level. Um, and I wrote a piece about this, you know, Frank. Frank Lampard said quite early on, I think it was after the game against Ajax in which we scored, that this guy is going to be a huge player for Chelsea for years to come. And it's already proven true. He is one of the sort of key players in this team. He's only going to get better as well, like Mason Mount. And, you know, it's huge testament to all the work that's been done at Cobham that arguably two of Chelsea's best players in their biggest game of the season were were academy lads who'd been there since they were seven years old.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Rhys James, and uh, you know he's 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 a unit. And I mean, I remember last season when he appeared on the scene, and players were bouncing off him. And I thought, crikey! And he's only a young kid. He's a real unit. He's got a lot of skill. I thought he had an excellent game. I really did, both defensively and and he was our main outball. Really, I mean, I I, I mean, I haven't I haven't bored you with my copious notes as usual because it's Friday, but in the notes which actually incidentally funny enough Adam just to verify or vindicate what you were saying I was saying very much that Chelsea were hanging on for the first half an hour but he was brilliant defensively and he you know he he, he I think that there I have an inkling Adam that that James if he plays you know the more regularly he plays the more you know I th- there's a leader in there that's mm. already possibly coming through in a way that we don't see so in the dressing room behind the scenes I mean he He gave it back to Aspie, didn't he, the other week after West Brom. And I like that. And it's great to see. And I I mean, underlining again, the importance of having, you know, really good quality academy players coming through because, you know, in a sense, they know that place and have a a connection to that place more than any other player that's going to come in. And I think that's where our leaders need to come from, to be honest. So I'm happy to see that.
1: That that helps then that he's come in and played so well whereas other players who've been more expensive who've been foreign players have come in and struggled yeah Do you think it's because they the the line has come, because he's been associated with the club for so long that it, it's they
0: know the culture jk it, yeah it's easier yeah. to progress yeah. that way. they know what's and expected of them sorry adam go
2: on yeah exactly i was going to say exactly that you know chelsea's academy is is incredibly successful and it's not just you know, the old adage of, of youth team football is, oh, it's not the result that's important. Chelsea do not subscribe to that. They want these young young lads to be winning games from a very early age. They want them to be tasting success. They want them to have that mentality of, yeah, if you don't win, that's crap. And you get into an argument with your club captain about it because you're disappointed that you've been gubbed 5-2 by West Brom. Um, and, you know, Rhys James, I don't think Reese is a shouter. I don't think he's a, a huge shouter on the pitch, but you know him and probably Mason Mount as well. They lead by example. They lead by the way they play and the way they handle themselves in training every day and on the pitch and on, on, on match day. So, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if in you know five years' time, for for instance, we have a situation where Mason is captain and Reese is vice, or, or or similar to that effect. Anyway,
0: mm, I, li- I, I mean, I like the fact that he doesn't take a step backwards as well. I think that that is leadership in itself. You don't have to shout at people, but just stand up to people. Jk.
1: like the way he shouted at the ref at the end of the England game. Yeah, me too. Yeah, He had been absolute shit, the referee. And he told him so. I loved
0: that. He did. He got sent off, though, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, (laughs) Ben Chilwell, talking of England players, again, you know, it was really good. I thought he had an excellent game as well, actually, to be honest, Adam. I mean, it was a super goal. Um, I have to say, I pooped my pants when I saw him (laughs) elect to go round the goalkeeper and looked as though he was going about 10 yards past the goal. But he put it away really well, capped off a really good performance. And, and it, it you know, as good as it is to see Mount and Rhys James doing well, it's good to see another young English player doing well as well, I think.
2: Yeah, and another one uh, There's you know, I think it's well known at this point that Ben Chilwell was a Frank Lampard signing. He really pushed for him, um, and it's justification for for Lampard in that respect as, as much as playing Rhys James and Mason Mount is. Um yeah. Y- he had a little bit of a shaky spell after Tuchel came in, um, where he was probably just having to adapt to that left wing-back role rather than a left-back role, which he'd played throughout his career. But he is essentially a £50 million signing that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably as as good uh, a point as you can make about Ben Chilwell. You know, he did cost a lot of money last summer, um, but nobody talks about it because of how seamlessly he's, he's slotted into this Chelsea team.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. So there you go. I mean, as I was saying, J.K., my man of the match, definitely uh, Reese James. Yes. Would you agree? Yeah, I thought he was marvellous. There we go. Perfect. So, yeah. um, you know, we all watched the, the presser today. Um it was quite interesting, as always, what what Tuchel was saying. I mean, one thing that really struck me. I mean, here's a good it's a good question for you, as you're a journo and you're often in these presses, and I'd be very curious to know how this happens. And I mean, my suspicion is that you know the uh, editors at Sky Sports News decide on an issue and then make sure that each one of their journalists ask the same question to each manager so they can put a package of clips together for a response is that the the cynical old tv producer hack in me speaking or am I right about this whole uh social media banning thing I, I thought Tuchel's answer to it was absolutely hilariously brilliant by the way <laughs> he kind of disowned uh, it in a sense didn't he
2: yes um no I'm, I'm- you know, having covered Watford when they were in the Premier League as well and being in press conferences very much with the same sort of first question. Um, and I was always like, what the hell are they asking him for? Mm. Um, it is very much. Yeah, I think, you know, there is a key issue or talking point that that Sky would like to hit and and they'll get all their journos to ask the managers and, as you say, put together to a package. Um but yeah, you know, the presses are always interesting because the rights holders always get questions first. So you do get Sky, TalkSport, Premier League Productions. All, you, you probably get sort of four or five of the rights holders who get all their questions first. And then we get to, to us potentially. Um, and, you know, Nizar, Kinslow and all those guys. Um, but yeah, no, Tuchel's been great in his press. I couldn't presses, understand
0: but, Nizar. His is, mank accent's so thick. I needed an <laughs> interpreter
2: he's a good lad. He's really helped me actually. He sounds so, like he
0: came uh, off the set of shameless mate. <laughs> ah, good... kids. Yes. <laughs> he's
2: a lovely guy. I know, um, I know I've had beer he's... with Nizza.
0: He's a good lad.
2: Um, but no, I, I, you said Tuchel has been great in his presses for the most part. He's been really detailed with his explanations. He hasn't slipped into cliches. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't tried to, to really hide anything. I thought his press conference on, um, on Tuesday when he essentially talked about the Rudiger, um, pepper stuff. Fairly honestly, I mean, you could piece it together from lots of different things he said in that, and get a fair enough picture of what had actually but, but, happened. But,
0: but Adam Matt Matt Law was lying about it, wasn't he? <laughs> Your face. Honestly. If only be, If only we could be asked to do a YouTube version. You should have seen the look on Adam's face when I said that. It was absolutely honestly, priceless. Honestly. <laughs>
2: Matt Law, and this is probably <laughs> the fan in me. Like before I even started covering Chelsea, you know, Matt Law is very respected. He's he a has. Oh my god. Uh, he's got very good contacts. And because he wrote, he's written two things that people haven't necessarily liked. Suddenly he is a fraud and all this stuff. It's just nonsense. Um, by, you know, by Matt Law's story came out, I then spoke to a couple of people that I know. And it's, you know, he's completely on the money. Um, completely on the money. And Tuchel confirmed it. You know, it was, Tuchel said it was serious. It wasn't normal. That Rudiger needed to apologise to Kepper, And it's it's all there. It's all there um he, yeah if you read you know the full transcript of that whole uh, press press conferences on the football london website if you read through different stages of it different questions and responses you can put it all together and you know it, it was bang on what matt law first reported and yeah it's uh it's an incident which i basically said to a couple of people i spoke to i was like this is just very chelsea um to be completely honest we are a club that thrive on drama like nobody else and i I said, we're going to win tomorrow. We're going to win against Porto because this is what Chelsea do.
0: Totally right. Glorious unpredictability. I have to say, you know, we on Monday's show, Joe K, we mentioned, didn't we, me, you and Mark, that uh, David Speedy and Kerry Dixon infamously had a, they actually, after the match, beat the shit out of each other. They had a proper, proper punching match to iron out their differences. And after that, thus ensued one of the greatest strike partnerships in Chelsea's history. And the other thing was Joe Cole on BT. I mean, I mean it's impossible for me you can't see it cuz I've got my 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 book cupboard here but up there I've got a signed uh, photograph of Joe Cole holding up the Premier League trophy and a signed cfc uk article i wrote about him i i cannot possibly love joe cole any more than i already do but believe you me every time i see him on bt sport i do but he was hilarious talking about the number of scraps that west ham used to have and he was only about 16 17 watching them knocking seven bells out of each other after every training match
1: didn't hartson kick? (laughs) <laughs> um, what's, what, what's his face that really create, Ber- uh, Berkovic Berkovich. he ended uh, up playing him,
0: for us didn't he kick him in the head no that's Yossi no, Benayoun ben was, wasn't was it Benayoun yeah, yeah yeah
1: kicked him in the head and there yeah. they tried to make somebody it was kind of well that's what happens every week you know, apparently, others, apparently uh, Knapp said wasn't it no, there's no problem it's just you know they just kick each other
0: apparently especially. one of one of I think it might have been one of Rio's kids or somebody was was crying or saying, Daddy, Daddy, that man's crying <laughs> which was perkevich <laughs> crying. He was lucky he had his head still and well, actually Joe Cole said if it had hit him with his right and not his left, his, his his head would have been clean off. <laughs> Great stuff. Um
2: so I just going I think you know the these little training ground scrap I don't think people are punching seven bells out of each other very often no. anymore. But But it happens like, as Tuckle said, there are incidents where you can look away and let people sort it out. But there are other incidents like that happened on Sunday, where the players are basically having to be pulled apart by other players, and then the manager does have to get involved. Yeah. It wasn't just a run-of-the-mill, "Oh, this is what happens in training" kind of thing. But it doesn't necessarily have to mean that by reporting it, you're trying to derail Chelsea's season or, or have an agenda or anything like that. Which it exactly
1: I think, did happen, though, Adam. What? What? Who kicked who first, or whatever? Do we know?
2: Uh, from what I was told, Rudiger went in late. There was a there was a small sided game. Rudiger was on a team that was being beaten quite heavily. He went in on a tackle on Kepa with quite late. Kepa didn't take too kindly to it, and from then on things escalated quite quickly. And then yeah, the, the, they were pulled apart by the teammates, and Rudiger was sent inside. And yeah, but but then all accounts they apologized to each other and whatnot, um, yeah. and moved on and. There's, as I say, there's nothing wrong with reporting that, and there's no agenda or anything like that against Rudiger. It's just it happened to involve Tony Rudiger. If it happened to involve someone else, it would have still almost certainly come out as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's sometimes very strange being a journalist. Yeah, you, do, you get know, accused of strange things.
0: Just like an average episode of the Chelsea fan cast, really. I don't know what they're all worried about. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I would say, Adam, is that um, Tuchel did mention this last week about the leak, and I don't think he was too happy about that. It seems, it seems like there's a we've got a mole in the dressing room, or is uh, the equivalent of Neil, i gone Neil Ashton uh, hiding in the Cobb and bins again. You are not. You haven't been hiding in the Cobham bins, have you, Adam? Come on.
2: No, no. we're not allowed to go to Cobham at the moment. Of course um, you're not. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so no hiding in bins. It's a mole, it's a mole then. I thought Tuchel actually talked about this really well and it probably, it wasn't a direct, um, it wasn't a direct thing about Jose Mourinho, but obviously Mourinho's gone on about trying to find moles in dressing rooms and trying to find out where leaks are coming from. And Tuchel basically said, look, if I tried to spend my time doing that, I would essentially lose myself. And I'd waste time more important. I'd waste time from doing more important things. So I'm not going to hugely concern myself about it, which I think is probably quite the mature response. Because at the end of the day, these things will come out one way or the other. And it's, you know, there are several channels now for it to come out because of social media Mm. and and, and everything like that. So um, I think it's impossible to try and work out where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, brilliant. All right. Well, we better wrap up this little part. Um, We're going to come back in a minute and uh, we're going to do our opposition view of Crystal Palace and Chelsea. And we've got the wonderful Nick Gillard from uh, back of the nest podcast now adam normally we would we would say thank you very much good night um do, would you like to stick around i mean if, if you've got things to do obviously no do, no by all means do I'll you want to stick around for the rest way. of the yeah. show yeah sure not be enough. lovely to have you jonathan's so excited he's fallen off his chair <laughs> he <laughs> likes no the question. company you see right well there you go we've got adam for the rest of the show bonus uh, now we're going to go for a quick break and as i said we'll be back in a second
3: Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total Nutters and Proper Chelsea.
1: Football
0: Okay, welcome back. Stanford Chidge here at the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show. With me, uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Jonathan Kidd, Whoop. and a bonus, we have uh, the lovely Adam Newson from Football. London with us for the entire show tonight. Overtime for Adam. Good to see you, mate.
2: So happy, I mean, guys.
0: Lovely. Now it is time, of course, for this: the opposition view. That's right. Opposition view. We we do love doing the opposition view. And this week, uh, I think last time we played Palace, we had uh, we had Hambo on Chris Hamden from the uh, the Back of the Nest podcast, who used to used to do their podcast at Love Sport Radio like we did. But this week we've got Nick Gillard. Nick, welcome.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was also at Love
0: Sport. Yeah, I and thought some, you wouldn't be. Got them,
3: yeah, some of them have got them great things, haven't they? On Five Live and presenting the news. I heard him the other day. Um, Aaron. Aaron, yeah. yeah, lovely man, lovely yeah. man. He used to wave for me from the commentary box because he's just behind where I sit, sellers.
0: We we yeah,
3: have a Haber, has got a girlfriend now, so he's kind of doing a bit
0: less. <laughs> this, that's why he bunked out tonight, <laughs> was it? The yeah. cheeky swine. I do wonder. We had Aaron on here a few weeks ago because, of course, he's a big Man U fan. So you know, we we thought we'd get Aaron back because we missed him so much. But uh, Aaron went on to greater greater things, and I just got fired. Seems fair to me. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, come on. We got you on to talk about Palace, so let's get into this. Oh, by the way, Nick, you're no you're no relation to Ian Gillard, are you?
3: Apparently, he's a cousin.
0: Wow. From my dad's my
3: my granddad's second marriage.
0: How about and
3: that? And I nearly met him because I used to work at the Marsvale factory in Slough, and that's where he ended up working.
0: No way. But yeah. That's I did wonder, what, yeah, when I saw the name, I thought, well, that can't be too common a name now. I wonder if, you know, London and all of that. I wondered if you might be related. So there you yeah. go. Uh,
3: just that and the Aussie prime minister. <laughs> of <former>. course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk Palace-Chelsea. Um, You know, Palace, actually, I, I, was, I mean, not only are you lot safe from relegation, but actually you're on course to do one of the best finishes you've had in the Premier League. Uh, this season so you're in that kind of weird state with eight games to go you're not going to get relegated you're not going to get into Europe so a bit of beach time perhaps but what what next for Palace and I think in particular what next for Roy Hodgson because there's talk that he might not might not stay after the end of this season
3: Well it's a tricky one because Roy is such a, an out, upstanding man that he'll just continue to, to kind of play the team that he's played and uh, respect the division by not chucking our youth players in which is kind of a bit ridiculous because half the team are out of contract or 11 players are out of contract and uh, according to Andrews Townsend last week nobody knows what's going to happen now whether that's that's kind of some games being played in the background I don't know Roy's Roy's an old man now and I'm not going to be disparaging to old men because I'm nearly one but he I think he fears change um, the only change we've seen is the subs he made against Everton the other night because <laughs> everything has been like for like. And no matter who we've played, we've played the same. And for some teams, it's come off. We've we fresh Leeds, we've West Brom. But for other teams, it's like, let's lose by as little as possible. But somehow we're on, on course for our best ever points total. So it's, it's all a bit weird because... People will look at our position in the table and say, Oh yeah, you're doing all right under Roy, but it's turgid. It is just horrible to watch.
0: Very defensive, which is kind of Roy's thing, isn't it, really?
3: Kind of, but our defence are kind of not that brilliant. We can't swing more than four passes together, but but I've been watching Palace for over 40 years now, and we have moments of brilliance coupled with moments of uselessness and we've seen more uselessness than brilliance this season and when you think of the flair players that we've got we've got Eze we've got Townsend um Batshuay to a degree and Zaha you'd you'd think we'd play a more entertaining expansive
1: kind of football Mm. but we've played this season because I've always rated him I've always thought he was a terrific player Zaha Zaha yeah yeah you were about to jump on me and. No, fa- I was going. To, I, I was thinking. Made, I've made I was, a I was desperately trying to get. Was, no, no,
0: no, no. I was, was desperately. Trying, i, made a I was desperately, up play for palace. I was I desperately you, trying to get a, an Alan Partridge esque joke in there, but at the moment <laughs> went.
1: See, this is how I'm treated. You see, this is why no to. respect. With no respect at all. None at all. It's what happens when I'm on this show. And I'll ask the question again. Has he not had a? good... He hasn't played very well. Has he Zahar? I always thought he was a terrific player, capable of uh, of running a game by himself. Does not. Does um. Does uh, uh, um, Hodgson not allow him to do that?
3: It's, we're so, he's so stuck by the system and what the players should be doing off the ball more than what we're doing on the ball. Um, interestingly, when, when Roy made his subs the other night, Wolf moved out onto the wing again. And although he's scored more goals this season than he has previous seasons, I think he's actually more effective on the wing because he tends to drift in when he's got the ball. Um, and that'll allow Eze to play in the centre, which is where he did so well for QPR. Mm. He's he stuck Eze out on the wing, and I, I think he's ineffective out there. Yeah.
0: I mean, talking of Eze, Nick, I mean, he looks a really good player. And I, I watched a bit of the uh, England Under-21s the other week. and he, he looks a good, good player. I mean, he, hes is he the main threat for us tomorrow?
3: No, I'd still say that Wilf was. The, mm. the problem with Eze is he started off the season really, really well, really bright, happy to take players on. Um, and then I think Roy's drummed it out of him to play the system. Mm. So um, it, it's going to be interesting in the summer if Roy, if Roy stays or goes, because I, I think if he's properly unleashed, he could be a world beater. He mm. really could. But he's, it's been tempered somewhat.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, given given that you're, you know, as you said, you're. I mean, it's, it's it's weird, isn't it? You're right. Turgid is what you described it as, and yet, in a sense, effective because you are where you are in the league. I mean, a, a Palace fans kind of generally quite happy at the moment, although a bit kind of meh.
3: It's difficult, isn't it? Because we haven't, we're not there.
0: We all the look
3: at, at back of the nest towers. We've all got the feeling that had crowds been there, Roy wouldn't be there anymore because most of the uh, most of the ire is on social media so whether parish and his american friends are actually looking at that and thinking oh the supporters aren't happy i don't know but it's allowed him to carry on for a lot longer than than perhaps he would have done had we been breathing down his neck as he were but we're 13th 14th looking pretty safe and it, it, it's it's a real kind of oxymoron because mm. It's crap, but we're doing the best we've done. Okay,
1: could, sorry, who've been the best players? Go. Who've been the best players for them this season?
3: Uh, the goalkeeper by far, Vicente gaita is just superb. He's the best goalkeeper we've had there since Nigel Martin. Wow. Everybody um Lords Julian Spironi for his time there, but Gaeta we won, we won, we got points the other night because of him. Um he saved us points against Spurs. He saved us points against most teams this season. Um, other players to watch out for is a bit of a side one, but if Jeffrey Schlupp plays, he's he's really effective. He's very very quick. Um, he's very direct, and he just adds another dimension um, to our attack. It all it all depends how much free reign the players are given, mm. which they're not.
0: I'm going to ask a question of Adam here, but it'd be interesting to hear what Nick has to say as well. There was a few, I mean, you know, rumours are always around in football, aren't they, Adam? And in a sense, you know, we we benefit from that, doing what you do and what we do. But uh, there was a rumour kicking around that maybe Frank Lampard, you know, might be potentially uh, the next manager at Palace. Is, um, is there, is, you know, smoke without fire, all that kind of business? Is that a likelihood? What do you think?
2: Um... I actually I haven't heard anything to that uh, regard, but I think if Palace do need an overhaul this summer, where they let their out of contract players leave and, and have to bring a lot of younger players in, I I could see a worse appointment than Frank, just because he knows how to work with younger players, and he proved at Chelsea they are the players that he can probably connect with better than uh, than the senior players. So, I mean, I wouldn't, it, I haven't heard anything to that to that effect, but
0: I read read it in Football it, London actually. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. <laughs>
2: I'm uh, not I, making
0: it up. I, I definitely heard a lot of talk. No, about no. It. I mean,
2: I, I logically, I can see why it could make sense. Um, I was going to ask Nick just about Zaha. How how do Palace fans see him now in terms of his future? Because he's still got you know a couple of years left on his contract, and the money that Palace would demand for him, I can't see a big club paying it now because he's going to be 29 in November and and have no real resale value which i think is becoming increasingly important now to top clubs as well
3: yeah i mean if if he went back two or three years people would talk about 60 70 million for him won't they? now you, you'd be lucky if you get 20 25 million um uh, again it's a weird one palace fans know what brilliant ser- servant he has been to the club um we'd like him to be like matt leticia and uh, aside from his little sojourn to man united be a one club man but but we also respect the fact that he wants to. He does want to play at a higher level. And, and who are we to begrudging that? Because he's given us all of his career pretty much. So it'd be lovely for us to see him go on elsewhere, hopefully Europe rather than uh, an English team, and actually show what he can do in a good team because he, he is quality, mm. definite quality. Mm. And um, I I remember being at um, Upton Park and Wilf, was running rings around the rest west ham defense and the palace fans chanted it's just too good for you and the west west ham fans just chanted it back at us and <laughs> they would do they weren't wrong really <laughs> it's it's he's almost kept us going this season you know you, you said he had a quiet season jonathan but his his goals have counted but
1: and he he, he he has a he has a hazard like quality about him that's what i've always thought Hazard at Chelsea rather than Hazard at Madrid. His ability I thought you to... said a
3: hazard light, with he uh, plays has... in flashes.
0: You meant Eden, not Mickey, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, he was a good player, though. Yeah, you know, Hazard-like, yes. He's, uh, he's, um, it's that ability to do something very special that turns a game, you know? I've always felt that, as you say, perhaps if he was in a side that allowed him to play that way, that he could achieve that those heights, because he's... Uh, Terrifically skillful player. So, can I just ask a question about Andros Townsend? I've always liked him as a player. Is he is he not um, is he not been performing?
3: He hasn't been too bad when he's been on. I don't know what yeah. he's done to upset Roy. I think Roy likes is one of these. You've got to buy him a nice bottle of wine to get in the starting lineup. Some <laughs> um, he's had original. his moments. Yes, um, he's not been as on fire as he has been because he's entering the twilight of his career. But he. Yeah. What's, what's always been frustrating is he's a very, very good crosser of the ball. Mm. And usually Roy will sub him for Benteke, who is the one who <laughs> should be at the end of the crosses. That's the sort of thing we've been putting up with this season. Um, so, yeah, as a sub, he's very good. Um, he puts in a lot of effort as well. Um, but we've got other players in that position now as well. I mean, it's a bit weird that Roy's playing Jordan Ayew out, out on the wing or as a right right midfielder rather than than Townsend, because I know Iu was specifically a, uh, a right winger rather than a right midfielder or out and out striker. Um, so yeah, it's it, I I pick Townsend over Iu, but Roy doesn't seem to think so. Yeah,
0: I've got to ask you about this player because in my entire career on Love Sport, I, I every weekend. I would I would mispronounce his name, so I just want to ask you about him, just to prove that I can. Mia Jovovich.
3: Wrong.
0: No, oh, come on! I tell you what, actually, Nick, if you'd have heard me on on, if you, you if you listened to to, to uh, talk sport when Alan Brazil tries to pronounce a Greek player, I made <laughs> I made Brazil look good trying to pronounce Mia Jovovich. <laughs> uh, Mia Jovovich, which I still can't pronounce now, as you correctly uh, pointed out. Um, He's just quite, call him Luca. You what see mean? that? Yeah. Well, we do that with Quetta, don't we? We just call him Dave. It's spelled Mil- Milivojevic. Milivojevic.
1: That's how it's yeah.
0: spelled. Chidge. How Have you got that wrong? Because I, I, I don't. I've, I've got a real blind spot with him, but uh, no. he's quite a nuggety player. Of course, he takes all your penalties. Still, doesn't he?
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's um, he's currently our uh, go, as
0: we like to call him. Oh, right. Him, so he's not... uh, thanks
3: to spell check, but amongst a lot of fans because he does tend to. <laughs> <laughs> um pass the ball backwards rather than forwards but but it's one of those strange things I mean, we've got that, a
0: player like that
3: but it's one of those strange things when you actually look at his stats he's not that bad at passing you know i don't think he had a 90 percent, 88 90 passing rate um
0: but if they're all backwards nick right. it's like Jorginho. it's the but same then, kind of they're cast. not it,
3: it, it's just the, the impression that you mm. get mm. but when you actually watch him it's He's not too bad, although he does give away a lot of fouls and does lose the ball quite a bit. But all all the Palace players seem to be losing the ball quite a bit. We we can't string more than four passes together.
0: So all, this is, all of this is looking very good for us. But I remember, I had a very similar conversation last week with the lovely Joe Chapman from the Birmingham Mail when we previewed Chelsea versus West Brom. And he told us comprehensively how much we were going to beat West Brom by. And then we played them um how, how, how do you think it's going to go tomorrow because actually there's there's a there's a worry that which I'm going to go into in part three that they are almost like a repeat of each other these weekends because there's a chance that that uh, Tuchel will have one eye on the the second leg against Porto which comes up on Tuesday he may make comprehensive changes where you're and that's kind of what happened against West Brom and it really went very very pear-shaped so how, how do you think it's going to go tomorrow it's a
3: tricky one to call um mm because Roy does have this habit of pulling tactical master strokes once or twice a season. Earlier on in the season, okay, they were a bit crap at the time, but we we beat Man United with good counter-attack in football. A couple of seasons ago, it was a tactical masterclass against Man City. I think we got a draw against them. And we always get one or two kind of shock results. See, I, I still think of Chelsea as in playing, playing you lot in the old second division <laughs> and the ball getting stuck in the mud in the League Cup. Will it go over the line or not? I think it was Chris Coleman scored that goal. So, um, yeah. So, went you another win against a so-called big team. Mm. No offense.
0: So, I well, I was about to be really nice about Palace because I grew up. I grew up with the, uh, the uh, what do they call it? The team of the eighties. Yeah, yeah, you same know, here. Terry same Venables' here. team, Malcolm Allison's team. There was a there's a brilliant documentary about them actually, which of course, I, no doubt, you would have watched. Uh, Nicky Swindlehurst. I actually, the first time, like this, this will make you laugh. The first time I ever went to Stamford Bridge was, would you believe, to see Southampton beat Crystal Palace in the semi final of the nineteen seventy six. But they beat us on the way. They, they, they had G- in that three two. Peter yeah. Taylor. Yeah.
1: Peter Taylor scored that Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely rinsed ball. us,
0: but. Wow. Uh, I I wasn't really sporting Chelsea, but that's why I fell in love with them, because Dad took me to that match, and I fell in love with the stadium. But that was uh, the great Malcolm Allison side, wasn't it, Nick? Yeah, I wasn't
3: allowed to go to that. Mm -hmm. I was seven, and my mum wouldn't let me. My mum went, and she doesn't even like football anymore. That's
0: disgraceful behaviour.
1: And she wouldn't let me go. Disgraceful. Uh, I was was 37, so I'm a bit older than
0: you. (laughs) you. That young, J.K., I'm surprised. And okay, Nick, we're gonna we're gonna get you to stick a prediction on for this uh, in terms of the score for tomorrow. Uh, what do you reckon?
3: I'm gonna go for a one nil Palace win Ooh. because we drew one against a big team, and I think Chelsea, like you said, will have one eye on the second leg, and yeah, it's it's um, gonna be an Eze goal as well. Mm-hmm. Now I've just said that he's not doing as well but is he like uh jonathan said about wilf as is capable of those sort of things as well. Yeah.
0: So cool. Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um now the interesting thing is Claire, one of our our listeners who's on the chat room. She said Chidge, when you're wishing palace luck, please say but not for tomorrow because last week you <laughs> did last week you did not specify that and look what happened. So I'm duly chastened. Uh, Clearly, uh, us getting stuffed by West Brom was all my fault. So I will uh, wish uh, you and Palace luck, Nick, for the rest of the season, but not for tomorrow. All right?
3: Okay. Same to you. Good luck uh, next week. Cheers,
0: mate. Really appreciate that. Lovely stuff. Take care. That's Nick Gillard there from Back of the Nest. I do love getting these people from uh, Opposition View. It's brilliant fun, Nick. Brilliant to see you. Take care. and No doubt we'll get you or Chris back on next season. I look forward to that. Brilliant. Right, we will be back in a minute for our preview of the Palace Chelsea match.
1: Real fans, real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football
0: Fancast. Up the Chelsea!
1: FootballFancast.com.
0: Welcome back this is the Chelsea Fancast I'm Stanford Chidge him down there
1: is Jonathan Kidd lovely to be on the show
0: and uh, I'm delighted to stay we've still got uh, Adam Newsom from football. London with us who's decided to stay for the whole show uh, possibly a good thing the thought of me and Jonathan uh, just yeah. me and Jonathan doing the preview bit now I mean we could go on until we'd,
1: we'd have tomorrow. Come to blue. We'd have come to blows. It would
0: have been funny. As long as you didn't call me a Gareth, you'd be all right. Anyway, moving on. you won't ever do that. Judge. You'll not never do part. that. Not not, not, no, only only to my face. I understand. Yeah, yeah That's nice of you. Uh, right, it's the, uh, the preview show, obviously, um, on a Friday. And we've, uh, we've already had a good chat about the Porto match earlier on in the week. We've uh, had the lovely Nick Gillard from Back of the Nest to talk about it from the Palace point of view. Now it's our turn. Uh, now I'm going to start this off. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, actually. I can't remember who it was. It might have even been J.K., uh, last week, who did who did say to me on Monday? Said Chidge, 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 you were right. You 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 had portents of warning of
1: about me. the I West Brom.
0: Yes, I know, yes. and I I had to confess that it was it was probably all all my fault. But in fact,
1: you were miserable. You were a miserable dude Well, about... I'm
0: going to be i I don't know if I'm going to be miserable again. Although I <laughs> might have been with Nick, but I'm going to read you this because I'm going to kick this off by saying a bit like last week, really, against West Brom, and that was really the foundation of my concerns about that match. But likewise, this this weekend has similar bad vibe portents, OK? They oh, are... No, ready? Please. Pin your goals back. Ready? Oh, Palace have lost their last six Premier League matches home and away against the Blues. Their oh. worst ever losing league run in this 97-year-old derby encounter. Chelsea mm. are targeting a seventh successive league win against Crystal Palace for the first time. Palace have fared very well this season against opponents who used a back 3-5 system. One five, drawn two, lost one. Six consecutive away games in the top flight without defeat was last achieved by Chelsea in April of our title-winning 2016-17. So we might as well just, like, give up, mate. It's, it's written in the stars. We're going to get thumped again, aren't we?
1: Palace victory is now nailed on. It is, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, Adam, I mean... I mean, I was proven right by saying we should be worried about, you know, there's a reason why runs only go on for about 13, 14, you know, and I I did kind of call it in a weird sort of way. But should I be a bit suspicious and a bit tinfoil hat and uh, a bit worried about tomorrow, given those statistics? I mean, yeah. Given what you've just read out, yes. yeah. I've um, now convinced Adam. Okay, all hope is now lost. I'm going home. Oh shit! I already am home. Then we are stuffed. <laughs>
2: um, you know, Palace is, is as we just discussed. You know, Palace do have good players. They have potential match winners. Um, so in that respect, of course, they can they can beat Chelsea. Um, I remember the game at Southwest Park last year, which was a very bizarre game because Chelsea conceded loads of chances and got the goal late on, and then Kurt Zouma had to do an absolute flying tackle in the last minute to save us despite the fact we'd managed to get in front and yeah it was one of those Frank Lampard basketball games where it was just back and forth. Um I don't envisage that being the case tomorrow. I do think Chelsea will have a lot more control in this game. Okay. Um whether or not I don't know. It is a tricky one. I mean yeah rewind a week and older said
1: oh yeah they'll beat Palace. Um, I, th- I think if what um uh, Nick was saying if they they have great difficulty keeping the ball, I think we'll be uh um we'll be upon them because I think that's what we're we're very good at getting hold of the ball if people can keep it and then the trouble is is whether we can put the ball in the net. there's the other thing completely <laughs> yes. but nonetheless i think we we're, we're' we're more likely to get have chances um and if he, it also once again depends on the selection we're going to get onto this and we' we,
0: we'll, we will in a minute i mean before you do, it's a good point you make there, JK. They're very slow at the back. I mean, they've got players like dear old dear old Gary Cahill at the back for them. So you can get at them with pace. But on the other hand, they are a very good counter-attacking side. I mean, Zahar and Eze, you know, are are good players. The other thing that worries me about them is if Benteke plays, because, of course, Batshuayi can't. Um, I mean, I know he traditionally can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo, but he is good in the air. So I suspect set pieces might be a worry as well. So they're not; they are not to be taken lightly. I mean, what worries me, JK, is very much actually again like last week. You know, will Tuchel cool, go into this match? And I, I have to say, even more so than last week. But understandably, with one eye on the second leg against Porto next Tuesday.
1: Well, if he does, I don't think it's going to matter because they won't have somebody sent off. Well, we, that's true. We who destroys oh, the, the whole, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> destroys the well, whole, Hang on
0: a minute. Who's yeah. who's the ref? Do you know who the ref is, Adam?
1: Uh, no. 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 Okay. okay.
0: If anybody yeah. out in Mixer knows who the ref is, this is the time to tell us. Anyway, Jacob. Lee Taylor. Oh, no. Yeah. Atkinson. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no, no. Friend. No! no. They're all rubbish. Let's be they honest. Lee Mason. No. Anyway, go on.
1: Uh, no, that was
0: it, really. That was it, really? OK, well, I mean, I do I do worry. I do worry because, you know, I think you make a valid point there. You know, we do forget about that because I think we were being very honest saying that we stunk the place out whether we had a man sent off or not anyway. But the sending off did make a difference. There's no denying that. It changed the whole uh, kind of fabric and dynamic of the game. So hopefully that won't happen tomorrow. Shall I tell you who I who I have chosen with that in mind? we would love to hear you. And I, and I and I and I and I I want to make one correction uh, after I've told you the team because I think after the presser today it's absolutely clear that one of the people I've chosen will not start. In fact, I am more likely to start than they am, I think. But my oh, b- Tommy. my uh, <laughs> Tammy. Yep. Uh, Tammy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, Mendy in the back. Uh, I think he, I think he's going to have one eye on Tuesday, I really do. So I think Zuma, Silver, James because I think he might give Aspie a break. Uh, Alonso, uh, this is where it gets interesting. I think he's going to rest one of Jorginho or Kovacic, and I think he'll probably rest Kovacic. So I'm saying Alonso, Jorginho, Gilmore, because I think he'll want to rest Kante too. Uh, And Hudson-Odoi will be the wing back on the right. And uh, the front three, I'm going to say, well, what I said originally was Mount Ziyech and Abraham, but there's no way he's picking Abraham unless all three strikers break their legs uh, over the next week. So I think think it'll be Giroud. Mount Giroud, and ZH. So I think
1: he we're... might not play Mount. I think he might uh give My rest a... Mount again. Yeah, and play Zayek. Um and uh, uh I don't think he'll play Pulisic either just in case no. he shares something again but cuz I think he's going to keep him for Tuesday. Yeah, I think he, uh, I think they'll definitely uh, do, you think, the, um, do you think I'm Do you think I'm I'm not far off
0: back.
1: there? No, I agree completely. Because I got I'm, it spot I'm, on sure apart
0: about... from one on Tuesday
1: or Wednesday yeah, and I got it pretty, pretty nice much right last that's week. That's a right? I'm not sure that um James will play actually. I think he might just play a doy. Um, yeah. uh, who could he play in the back four instead of James? I don't think he'll play James as a, as a, I think, an extra. Centre-half. I think
2: we'll keep the same system and go with, yeah, Hudson, a at a wing back. I think that I think the back three will be as piece, Tiago Silva, Rudiger. I think Alonso will be left wing back because he's tall.
1: Um, play Christiansen, then you don't think you play Christiansen. I
2: think they still want to try and build up Thiago Silva's fitness because obviously he ideally would have got ninety last weekend, but ended up only getting thirty. Um, and Soccle highlighted that in his post uh, press conference again after Porto that Thiago hadn't played very much. So I think they will want to try and get him uh, another game. Uh, I think Kante will play just to see how fit he is, obviously really? after his hamstring interests. Really? I, I think I think you'd want him to play. Maybe an hour just to get some fitness back because obviously he had the <laughs> he had the international break, then he missed West Brom, then he only got give him, give him it was.
0: ten minutes, Adam, at the
2: end. Well, he he got ten minutes against um, Porto. Ooh, uh,
0: David Hurst has said something, and Claire have said something, which is probably I I don't know if I think they probably are right. Silver's suspended, isn't he? Because he got oh yeah, of course, yeah. He so yeah, yeah yes. Chid, Chid has dropped complete bollock there. Yes, yeah, so have I? In yeah. which case, um. As you were, I'd suspect it's Christensen. Well, I don't know, Zuma could play there and Rudiger or Christensen could. I mean, yes, it yeah, depends yeah, who he we... wants to rest, I think, doesn't it? That's the that's the point. So, what do you think yeah. now then, Adam, with that, uh, that shattering news? Yes,
2: that was very uh, obvious and I should have realized that. Um, yeah, Tiago, uh, we've still suspended probably Zuma because uh, if Benteke does start, you'd back Zuma to be able to deal with him aerially uh, as well um so yes and then the front three I think Mason starts just because he's, he's so important to this team we saw what happens when he doesn't start last week um and then yeah Giroud and probably Ziyech I think the front three but uh I, I've we've obviously for Football London we have to do a predicted 11 every every game and I don't think I've got it right once yet so uh, well
0: I, I haven't got it right at all yet but I've been really close the last couple of weeks I've been one off we got she's one off. off as well last week, yeah. yeah she's we, not bad, so yeah. Mendy in goal. So, who's the back three again, according to you?
2: As P, Zuma, Rudiger,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, that worked for me, okay. And what about your mid? So, Alonso, Jorginho, So, you reckon Kante'll start with Jor- Jorginho, yeah?
2: Yeah, I think Cho, uh, Hudson, Adoy, right wing back, Jorginho, Kante, and Alonso.
0: Yeah, see, I'd, I'd rather have Gilmore getting a game.
1: So would I, but I don't think it would happen. Yeah, I think well, you could be right. That. I'm just seeing the way the wind is blowing. There are a couple of players who just won't play for the rest of the season, I don't think. Yeah, Which... uh, young English well, it was...
0: academy graduates. You know no, one was... of
1: them Scots? Scottish, oh, yeah, don't say that. Geez. Frank
0: Lampard didn't die for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake.
2: I think it was telling that Billy didn't even travel on yeah. uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. He wasn't even in the 23. So, um,
0: so yeah. yeah.
1: You know he's making his decisions, isn't he? And the team is um, is doing well. It's very difficult to uh, to say. Oh, I want him to play. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah Graham, but you know he's where sort of playing. You know, so.
0: I mean, I know we I know we've got Mason and James, and I mean, maybe you see, maybe if we, it's very hard for us because we are certain types of, of Chelsea supporters, and you know we've been around a bit, even Adam, and and I think. The kind of chess supporters that we are love to see, you know, homegrown kids make the grade. Maybe if we were taking a holistic view, a more objective view, which I know is very hard, we would say, well, hang on, they've got to be good enough. You know, we want to have the best of the best of the youngsters making it. Mason Mount and Reese James are clearly that. Maybe Billy Gilmore, Tamori, Tammy Abram are not. and maybe that's, And maybe we're not cold eyed enough to see that.
2: Perhaps not, but I think the other the flip side of it is, you need to have academy players in your squad, to, in my opinion, for Chelsea to then be able to go out and spend hundred and fifty million pounds on Erling Haaland, for instance. You can't have a summer where Chelsea spend a hundred and fifty million on a striker, uh, sixty million on a, a centre back, and another fifty million or like let's you know for argument's sake eighty million on someone like Declan Rice. I just don't think Chelsea can do that. So you have to probably pick your battles and, and look at who from the academy you can promote into the squad to help boost the squad and make it strong enough where you can go and sign.
0: Yeah. Alternatively uh, you sell them. Yeah. So for example, I mean I read something very interesting today. I mean sometimes on Twitter you do get some interesting stuff. I mean it, it's a bit like a needle in a haystack but <laughs> you know for example you know to get Haaland out of Dortmund maybe Tammy uh might have to go the other way or uh there was talk of uh tammy going to west ham and of course rice coming the other way so tammy and a bit of money for rice so maybe that's the because of course you see what you and i and jonathan don't know at the moment we are in uncharted territory really i think this summer in the transfer window it's mm-hmm. arguably going to be i mean something that i'm never usually very interested in but i think this summer could be one of the most interesting transfer markets yet because we don't know what it's going to be like, because we don't quite know the depth of, uh, of how, how much COVID will have affected the market. So maybe actually player plus money exchanges might be more likely than uh, you know, spending $150 million on, on somebody, because it's going to be yeah. hard to sell people as well as it is going to be hard to buy people. That's the other thing we well, don't know.
1: I think it'll be easier to buy some players because the clubs will be wanting to sell because they need the money. I think it depends on the, the quality of the player. I mean, what I hate is when you know, was it Boateng? Is apparently um, uh, not going to be included anymore in the Bayern um, setup. Yeah. So um, people were saying, "Great, Chelsea in Twitter, buy, let's buy him, let's buy him." And you go, "No, why would be in, be interested? Why would would Tuchel might be see something in him that he thinks will fit in? But otherwise, why buy some some top team sloppy seconds? You know, I mean, I just find it it it's, it's so weird that we're we're immediately connected with somebody who. OK, it has been performing well. Surely that is the domain of the less elite club. If the aspiration is to be absolutely completely elite again and to start being in the top four clubs in Europe, best clubs, we, you don't then buy other other clubs cast-offs. But at the same time, it might be that, that um, uh, Tuchel... Admires a player immensely who is out of contract. In which case, we might find find that they they find their way into the team. But that might mean that um, uh, one of the one of the academy boys has to go. I mean, I'm I'm interested in the two in, in uh, Connor Gallagher and um, and and gay from at Swansea just to see because they apparently they're they're performing excellently and yet perhaps West Brom's standard and perhaps championship standard won't be good enough to create the type of type of elite team that I think we're we're searching for with with Tuchel.
2: But I think the flip side to that argument is Mason Mount and Reese James played in the championship yeah. before they played for Chelsea. Didn't yeah indeed they? it might like, no, it
1: might work. It um, might work. It might
2: I, work. I, I think I my my view is yeah I think you Chelsea have I don't think they need Joao Boatang. They've already got an experience in Thiago Silva and I'm very impressed with Thiago Silva. i happily
0: have got. him for another year.
2: Yeah, as would I, I think he's completely bought into the club in a way that perhaps few probably expected. You know, he's put on Instagram, he's been watching the Chelsea Women's Champions League games. And, you know, that, that level of buying is probably not what maybe a lot of people expected from a Brazilian who's arriving at 35 and, and is only on a one-year deal. But credit to him, he completely seems to have, have bought into Chelsea as a club. So, yep, keep him around another year. If Chelsea Chelsea do want to centre back and a centre-back and a striker by all accounts, um yeah, Harden is the name for for striker. We all know that the centre back. I think the options are dwindling. But my yeah, my opinion is look at Mark Gurhey first before you go out and spend sixty million because you could potentially save yourself sixty million. Mm. Um, and especially in the summer where we're going to lose Tamori by the looks of it, we yeah, may lose Tammy. Yeah, we could lose Tammy. I mean, it it as, as you said, Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard didn't didn't put this the building blocks in place for this. For them to be ripped out within six months of his departure, I mean, I think there would be quite a few Chelsea fans who would be disappointed if if the Academy lads suddenly get bumped off quite quickly yeah
0: i mean i I will be too hugely because I really love tammy and I, and I think that uh, you know unfortunately, what Tammy needs is something that he just probably won 't get at Chelsea as they are again, which is time and and I think it 's so true of strikers i mean i, I you know i I have arguments about this with people every bloody day. I rem- I mean, even with Jonathan... Well, I always have arguments with Jonathan on, on the show. It kind of what makes it. But I remember the 11 games that Romano Lukaku played for us. And he was shit. Shitter, as they say in Wales. I mean, he really was. He scored no goals at all. So, you know... OK, I agree. He's a hell of a player now. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to be a bit revisionist about this and say, actually, having seen that goal he scored for Inter Milan the other week, I might just have him back. <laughs> but... That's the point. It takes time for strikers yes. to sometimes, and sometimes it takes them longer than others, and Tammy could be that guy, but I just don't think we're going to get that kind of time. No time for Tammy at Chelsea. There's a headline it, in there, isn't there?
1: No, uh, okay. I have any club affording that time at, at this elite level. Well, I think maybe in a, in that's a sense, the point, you're like okay, it, yeah. Reece, Reece James is perfect. He's come in, he was going. He can do it now. He, looked great. he did it immediately. Yeah, Mason too. Yeah, Mason too. That's the I problem. Th- that's what you expect, you know. It's yeah. like you say,
2: the the type of striker he is probably he is someone who will get better with age. I mean, he's got you to fill how... out.
0: That's what Pat Never yeah. was saying. Pat's has yeah, got he to said, fill out.
2: Said the same to me. Do you remember how old Didier Drogba was when he joined Chelsea? Though he was twenty six.
0: He was, uh, and he was he... rubbish for his first year as well. Mind you, scored eleven goals. So it couldn't be that bad. I remember um, but... somebody
1: shouting out "taxi for Drogba" after. <laughs> Fallen over and missed the ball. Yeah, but you're again. very
0: generous in the East Upper, aren't you? Or the East Middle, should I say? <laughs> I did,
1: said, I said limo, limo for
0: copper. Yes. yes. Do you remember? You can have my chauffeur, Didier. Yes. Said,
2: do you remember Drogba scored against? I think it was Arsenal, where it came off his shin, and his reaction was to go over to someone in the crowd yeah. who was giving him grief. So it's like you know, Didier Drogba is a club legend, but I think people do forget that even in his first couple of years, at 26, 27 years old, yeah, he wasn't a Didier Drogba who was, no. was scoring goals in in Munich but,
0: but he had torn it up in Europe the year before. I mean he yeah. he was playing for Marseille wasn't he and they got to the final of he the had, uh... he
2: had he did have more of a back catalog but I think you know Tammy scored 30 goals in his yeah. two seasons in the Chelsea right. first team so well doing that badly
0: we shall see. I mean I think I think our heart says we just want to see a lot of really good young uh, Cobham graduates make the grade but uh you know the reality is as it as it has been at this club for a long time they've got to be good enough and i and i think jonathan makes an excellent point there the the fundamental difference i mean i think tammy's a really tough one he's such an outlier because on on sorry jk statistically he um, has done it he was our top scorer last year he's our top scorer this year as well he's certainly done better than Werner has this year but he just hasn't looked you know as good if you like as the likes of james and mason mount have and as jonathan was saying They've come in and they've done it immediately and I think therein lies the difference. Yeah.
1: Completely I throw, or was that Adam's go. Sorry. No, I I I was I was by the way, I was going like that because you said Jonathan made a very good point. I wasn't trying to. come You're, in.
0: Still, you're still basking in the glory of me being nice I, I, to you for exactly. Once. I was yeah. grinning. I'm so pathetic when you I say so
1: nice. I, yeah. I grin and 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 you're like putty, aren't you? In my I, hands. I preen, I preen and pamper. Yeah, when you know But yeah, no. Yeah. I, I The the pressure to come in and perform well is is. I'm surprised some of them can deal with it. It is absolutely appalling for them. I guess some, uh, I know they're top players, but my goodness, yeah.
2: I guess the, uh, and this isn't to start a whole new debate, but Billy Gilmore obviously he was dropped in and Sean and has always well, looked very capable in the first 11. And, and he's obviously getting a look in, but um, that's maybe a debate for for another I show.
1: Came in again after he'd been injured and was a bit off the pace. That's the trouble. But and if he's still slightly off the pace, it's very difficult for the new manager to see where he fits in. You know, yeah. you, can, you know, I, mean, I, I, very, I think the, he, he's been hampered by the very fact that some of the players that we'd written off, have actually been performing marvelously. That's the trouble.
0: But I think I think the other the other thing uh, for Gilmore and Tammy that rankles for for a lot of us is that, that there's a suspicion that that uh, that you know, and this is the way it goes with managers. They fancy some players and they don't fancy others. That's why they get paid the money that they do. And you know, he, he's made comments about Billy and his physicality or or his his size, and he clearly doesn't like that. Uh, and um, he's clearly got. I think he's got an issue with traditional strikers. Frankly, I think he'd. I think he'd much rather play false bloody nines. I don't think he thinks there's any point of having a proper number nine, and that's what Tammy is. So you know, you get a manager who's like that, and that's what happens. We can't solve that much as we would love to. Um, what we can do is establish whether this Adam is a must-win tomorrow for our top four hopes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Got to win can't. it. Yeah, I mean, especially after last week, it really did set Chelsea back. Um, Yeah, they've got to win it. Um, They've got to be in the Champions League next season. Um, Well, we will be when we win it again this year, aren't you? Obviously, (laughs) there's that caveat that if they win it, they will be. Uh, But quite much like in 2012, I wouldn't like us to try and put all our eggs in that basket. I know it paid off then, but... uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I had I had a that. dream this week that Chelsea would would win the Champions League again this season. Finish six, and Tottenham would be four. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I never think, happened before, has it?
2: Yeah, I, uh, I mean that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Once again, it would be incredible if that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't think Tottenham are going to get into the top four. Anyways. I know
0: that's the only thing that could scupper <laughs> it, really, isn't it? Uh, one of the highlights of my life. When I die and my life flashes before me, one moment will be singing, are you watching Tottenham in the Munich, in the, in the Alliance Arena in Munich, having just denied them Champions League football. Uh, is this up? I mean, actually, JK, before I ask you if this is a must win, because I'm sure you'll say yes, but just to remind you of the match, why are you pulling a funny face at me? What have I done to deserve that? I didn't. That's my normal face. Yes, I saw it. I saw it. Adam, Robert I, De Niro you? style, mate. I Adam, saw you. I saw Adam, you. Adam, for me. Adam, Adam.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we I, really I'm need to do this. Awesome I, I didn't see it. I
0: didn't see <laughs> <him>. He's <laughs> doing a banger mate. He's doing a <laughs> Um Listen, uh, we've got other fixtures this week. Liverpool are playing Villa. So I suspect that they'll win. Villa are pretty ropey and no Grealish. The interesting match that we've got this weekend too, in fact, uh, I'm talking about rivals for, for top four. Uh, West Ham are at home to Leicester, so there's a potential for them to drop points. And Spurs are at home to United, so there's a potential for them to drop points. Yeah. So. um, It'll
1: work out well for us. I think Villa will beat Liverpool. Villa played very well against Fulham the other day. I watched most of the match. They were no, really no Grealish, though? That didn't make any difference. Okay. Fulham are them. crap, though. No, they're not. They're not. They're not no, they're playing a bit better. So the
0: fact that they're eighteenth is complete illusion,
1: is it? No, no, it, it's because they were bottom. I mean, they've 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 got better oh. and better. So they're less, less crap then. Let's not the right.
2: re- less not remember what nineteenth place team did to us last week.
0: Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. So I, I, uh, they're world beaters, obviously.
1: <laughs> no, I think you're taking this uh, suggestion. No, no, their, I was it, changing my of view because they're eighteenth. They're clearly world beaters. <laughs> my view of their improvement as as being uh, ludicrous. But um, um, we know that lots of Teams uh, below us can inflict, uh, below all of us can inflict, um, uh, strange results on teams above. So uh, yeah. let's let's just see. But uh, yeah, I think um, they'll either be draws or, I, I I actually I actually think we could draw this game and still finish fourth. I think um, teams around us will just do what they normally do at the moment, which is just be inconsistent. Well, that's so, what well, I
0: keep saying. If we if we're consistent, we'll get top four. Sorry, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. No, I
1: was going to say, just
2: this weekend is obviously you've got the reverse of the sort of craziness of earlier in the season when Villa smashed Liverpool, obviously, and Tottenham beat United six-one, and and it was all very weird at that point this season. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Chelsea can draw this one and still get the top four. But um, but West Ham aren't going away, no, and not. I really, I really thought they would have done by now. Um, and Jesse Lingard seems to have really, really sort of yeah. given them an extra edge as well.
0: They've got good players, and they've got David Moyes, who is a hugely underrated manager in my view. And they've also got the added benefit of no West Ham fans coating them off for ninety minutes. And I think that is the secret to West Ham success Very this relevant. season. I, I, I asked a West Ham fan this. I asked another journalist this, and they agree. They absolutely agree with me that basically, I mean, we all know this. West Ham are the worst fans. If you, they just they spend ninety minutes coating their players the off, the throwing coins good. at them.
1: The atmosphere is toxic if they're not playing yeah, well. Absolutely.
0: Playing. So there you I mean, go. Well, we'll have a. Sorry, go on, out. So there is
1: just one caveat.
2: Obviously, Declan Rice is out for a few weeks, and Antonio has now got. On oh, is he? Oh,
1: well. Yeah. Okay, so, very well. Th- very interesting because I think they're the other. Is it? Is it Soucek? Fantastic, Suchek, yeah. really. Right? And so's little little. Um, is it Bowen? The uh, the winger. Very interesting. Jim uh, Jim Bowen. Yeah very industrious. You know, I, I know I'm just I are you watching me think, oh, they're playing really well together. No, Antonio's brilliant. So if he's out, that's a real blow. Cuz he's he's uh, we couldn't deal with him at all the last time we uh,
0: played. Ebygum, let's yeah. hope so. Uh, all right, score prediction time then, JK. Uh
1: 2-0. Two 2-0 nil.
0: Two nil to the Chelsea. Yes, 2-0 to the Blue Boys. Lovely. Uh Adam
1: 1-0
2: uh, Chelsea.
0: 1-0 Chelsea. I've gone 2-1 on the old prem predictions. Um, this is kind of my, I'm, I'm playing, I'm, I'm the equivalent of Nick Faldo in the Prem Predictions League at the moment. I'm playing the percentages. So it's basically everybody is 2-1 all the way through, you know, uh, it yeah. kind of served me well. I'm still, I'm, so which means basically I'm going to end up in 19th place this year. Thankfully there are 32 positions, Adam, before you look at me and laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I am crystal, I am the crystal palace of the Chelsea fancast Prem Predictions League, really. I
1: am the, um. The West Bromwich. Or the, of the Fulham, area. I'd say. Or the Fulham, OK, because I'm, I'm 31st at the moment.
0: I can't remember, but you're not bottom anymore. Um, right, we've got to go. Um, but before we do, because uh, so we, spent, we spent so much time talking about the wonderful Mason Mount uh, earlier on. We should have done it then, really. But the next football prizes competition features the chance to win a signed and framed Mason Mount shirt. A future captain, leader, legend of Chelsea Football Club—I have no doubt about that. So good, a really good one to get. So if you, I mean, basically what they do is they have a draw on Wednesday evening uh, at about eight o'clock, I think. So you have until half past seven to go and buy a ticket to get entered into that draw. They're five pounds ninety-five per ticket. Um, they only sell ninety-nine tickets, so you you can't hang about. So go in there uh, and get uh, get a ticket for the football prizes draw. For a chance to win a signed and thrown Mason Mount shirt. Now, it's uh, I put it up on our, our Chelsea Fancast Twitter feed and Facebook page quite a lot. Uh, but if you want to check it out, at football underscore prizes um and uh i think it's football forward slash product forward slash mount if you want to go there directly but just scroll down our our chelsea fancast twitter feed and you'll find the tweet promoting it i'll send more out during the week i remind you all about this on monday as well but what a wonderful thing to go and have a chance to win i'm quite tempted to put I, I don't know if i'm allowed to do it but um if i'm not banned from taking part i'll certainly be doing that myself but there you go um Jonathan and Adam. Adam, it's been well how lucky we are to have you on for the whole shebang tonight. Have you enjoyed it?
2: Oh, of course. Thank you very much for keeping me around for an hour and a half.
0: Now you know what happens after you bugger off on a on a Friday.
2: <laughs> well, I know what happens because I used to uh, obviously listen anyway.
0: <laughs> True <laughs> enough. Don't <laughs> Which there
2: we go is rounded off since we started talking about
0: that at the room. We very did indeed. We did well. Always a, always a pleasure to have you on. You you have such so, such good insight and we enjoy that. Uh Thank JK. You. Yeah. It's good to see you as
1: always. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. you Have... You're a bit, bit, you're a bit hard on me tonight.
0: Uh, you know, velvet yeah. glove and it was it iron fist and a velvet glove. Was that it? There's
1: a rose in the fist. Or is it an iron iron, iron glove and a velvet fist? It's the rose in the fisted glove, and the eagle flies with the dove, and you can't be with the one you love. Love the one you're with. Is that a song? Yes, yeah, Stephen Stills. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a rose in a fisted glove, and the eagle flies with a dove. I'll be supposed to the harmonics
0: for "Love the, the one, you... one You
1: Love," honey. Love the one you will. That's the harmonics love bit. The one you yeah, Graham love. Nash.
0: Love the one you love.
1: No, he wasn't in that. He wasn't in that song. Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills on his own. Yeah.
0: Filled it with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yeah,
1: that would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like you Young.
0: Anyway. This is why our shows go longer than every. Adam's just looking at us in utter bemusement here. Like, Adam what are they Adam was thinking,
1: oh my oh God. My I saw God. that look. Oh God. What a...
0: And I and I claim to I'm know these that, people. My, he my earphones out now. <laughs> right. Time for a beer. Uh, have a lovely weekend, everybody. Uh, enjoy the match tomorrow. Uh, we will see you, obviously. Jake Ambert and I will be back on Monday uh, for the normal Chelsea fancast. We'll be joined by Dan Silver and Tony Glover. Uh, to look back at the Palace match, of course, and look ahead to Tuesday night's Champions League match, uh, second leg against Porto. Can't wait for that. Uh, people in Mixler, lovely to see you as always. Thank you for your input and for listening to us. Thank you for listening. See you next Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful, and keep it Chelsea.